0: Forgiveness for my punishment. All right, because he was punished, my sins are forgiven. Can we all say that together? Because he was punished, my, my sins. sins are forgiven. Very simple swap. Here, yeah? very simple swap. Because he was. I mean, it's not as simple as it sounds it's just simple enough for you to understand all right because he was punished my sins are forgiven so he he took my punishment and i received his forgiveness swap number two his health and healing for my sickness and that is because he was bruised bodily i now have healing bodily right can we say that together because he was bruised bodily I now have his healing. But uh, Isaiah 53 explains that a lot. Then we went into a very, very big one. Exchange number three his righteousness for my sin. Because Christ became my sin, right my sin. I, now I now have his righteousness. He swapped it. And we've, we've taken a bit of time on that particular one because of the importance of understanding the righteousness of who we are in Christ. And that is one concept that religious devils and real devils themselves struggle with. The fact that I am, hey, who remember that scripture I showed you yesterday? Numbers 23, 21. Here, yeah. I mean, it's so clear. He has not observed iniquity in Jacob. And no wickedness has he seen in Israel. And that was before the cross. This is Israel that was so messed up in the wilderness. Israel. I told him yesterday. Israel murmuring. You know, it's one thing to murmur against your pastor. It's one thing to mow against your wife or husband or your dad. Do you know the level of impunity it takes to mow against God? <laughs> Do you understand? That's PhD in transgression. To look at God and question God. God, God got angry. God said, "Momo, shift from the road." Let me kill these people and use only you and start a brand new nation. And Moses, being an anti-type of Christ, stood in the gap as mediator. He was an anti-type of Christ. He stood in the gap, he said, No, you can't kill them. And in Numbers 23, Numbers 13, they, you know the whole thing with the spies and everything, and then the, the serpents coming upon them. And God himself was the one that put that word in the mouth of Balaam. Because you know God told him, I will tell you this, and this is what shall say. And Balak was expecting that God would leverage on the weakness of Israel. To permit a curse to come upon them. To his utter dismay. The oracle that God gave. Was he has not observed iniquity in Jacob. Nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. Pastor I asked them yesterday. Was there iniquity in Jacob? Was there wickedness in Israel? But God neither observed nor saw as a type, as a four-type of the relationship he would eventually have with you and I because the price had been paid and the lamb had been slain. Because at this point there was no Jesus. Son of man. But at this point there was lamb of God slain. Because that had happened from the foundation of the world. He says, I have not observed iniquity in Jacob. And like is like, these people, the same way they ask you in your area, you, <laughs> you like this. You. People are forming righteousness, you too. Yeah, you are talking. And he says, no, he has not observed iniquity in Alexander nor wickedness in Victor. And The the problem with with what you are saying is that I believe what he said over what you are saying. The word, the power, and the believer. I, I believe the report of the Lord over even what I am doing. Because God's seemingly intangible reality is more real than my most tangible reality do you understand what I'm saying my hands right now can feel my body I'm digging it in I can feel myself but what I am feeling is nowhere close to as real as God's word is so as surely as I can feel myself sorry even more surely than I can feel myself I know I am the righteousness of God in Christ in spite of how I feel and that is the only power that can break a tobacco addiction without deliverance because that is deliverance that's the only power that can break a drug addiction oh man we've seen all of them in this house masturbations, gone sexual twistedness, gone gambling, gone It's not, it's not 29 steps to break addiction it doesn't work you tried it some of you went for all colors or shapes and sizes of deliverance it didn't work but your knowledge of who you are in Christ I mean you just heard a praise report just now from John your knowledge of who you are in Christ and how much it did for you changes everything so because he took my sin and we explained over and over he did not sin to become my sin he took it and therefore i did not need to perform to become righteousness i took it he became my sin i became his righteousness that was exchange number three exchange number four is his life for my death So say with me, because Christ died my death, death, I now share his life. life. Complete it. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. I'm going to be quick with this. As quick as I can be, because I hear some people have carnal things to do romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin uh, you all know the scripture now yes. don't pretend yeah yes. for, <laughs> for the wages of sin is death but the free gift it's eternal life in christ christ jesus our lord Let me show you another scripture. John chapter 10 verse 10. Mm -hmm. John 10.10. John 10.10. Pastor. Please. This kind of John 10.10. We need King James. Yes. The thief... Amen. (laughs) Comets not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And I've showed you how in John 10:10 the thief there is not Satan yeah it's not the devil I mean he invariably links to him but he was not the one being talked about so bear those two scriptures in mind for the wages of sin is death but the gift of Christ is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord the thief coming up for to steal kill destroy but I am come that they might have life and have life in abundance so you see at the heart of the finished walk is the dispensing of life At the heart, at the bedrock of the finished work is the dispensing. I am come that they might have life. Go and check the discussion in John 6. There's so many times the word life comes up. He that eats of this bread and and drinks my blood shall have life, shall have life, shall have life. He is big on life. And the word shined, in darkness and darkness comprehended not that life that light was the life of men in him was life he's all about life so at the heart of the finished work is the dispensing of life therefore one cannot be said to have come into the fullness of what christ did who is not enjoying the fullness of christ's life you cannot be in christ and not be having a fulfilling life because the life you're spending is not yours is his that became yours. And it's as, it's as inexhaustible as his righteousness. It's as inexhaustible as his healing. It's as inexhaustible as his forgiveness. At the heart of what Christ came to do is life. Let's look at the word there in Romans chapter 6. And the word there is the word wages. This hmm. scripture just dropped in my heart. Let me see if I can find it. Very quickly. Ah. What does wages mean? Sorry. Sorry? Abigail? I'm hearing voices behind. Re- reward? Yeah. Salary? Yeah. Other words? Benefits? Uh, Entitlements? Yeah. Payment? Payment. That's what I'm looking for. A remuneration. Something that accrues to you by virtue of work that you did. So payment is one word. Salary is another. I worked this much, so my wages are this much. Does that make sense? So a wage is it's not exactly a reward. Yeah? It's something that you is accruable to you by virtue of work you did. Does that make sense? A reward is something in appreciation of what you've done or who you are or anything or nothing. <laughs> but a wage is a fixed remuneration for work that you have done. So where there is no work, there's no wage. Hmm? Are we together? The wages of sin, the salary. Hey, are you with me now? The remuneration for sin is death. You must be. No, it's not you must pay. You must be paid. Do you understand what I'm saying? You sinned as works what you are going to collect as salary is death. Are you following me? The wages of sin is death. Romans chapter 3, chapter 4, verse 1. It's about to get really juicy in the next 30 minutes. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found as pertaining Uh, new king james is fine here thank you very much What, what then shall we say that abraham our father has found according to the flesh for if abraham was justified by works he has something to boast about but not before god go on for what does the scripture say abraham believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness now see this next verse now to him who works the wages are not counted as grace but as debt stay there stay there stay there stay there stay there to him who works the wages are not counted as grace but as debt in other words talking about the grace business if you feel like you did anything to merit it you just got paid it's not grace grace it's wages and wages is what you get paid for work yes, sir. it means therefore that sin and works yes, are one and the same yes, and result in death as payment yes, the sin you sinned that makes you bad hello and the good you did that makes you feel good. Both equate to the payment of death. <laughs> to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as death. So a wage is what you get paid for what you did. Hello? romans 6 23 where we started but the gift How somebody say the gift, the gift. Of, god. of god is life i'm deliberately ignoring the word eternal yeah it's deliberate yeah, for now life because eternal qualifies the kind of life yeah. make sense I've said in this house before that the life Christ came to give you is not the life of your human existence. Because without Christ, you would have had it anyway. Come on, talk to me. Before you ha- had Christ, you were alive. People that don't have Christ are alive. So that's not the life He came to give. It has to be of a deeper substance than that. We're together? All right. So in God's justice, the wages of sin is death. Every time there is sin, the payment is death. Can I announce to you that God hasn't changed? He's still rewarding sin or paying for sin with death. Yes. If, if he sees sin now, you are dead. So the fact that you are not dead does not mean God has changed because you must be careful that your, your gospel doesn't change the nature of God and that's why we get it wrong sometimes emoji we, we subtly start to remix the nature of God God is such a loving father he's not killing people again for sin he is the room is quiet now now I have your attention good let's teach this thing the wages of sin is death not was i mean it's there now paul was writing in which testament Uh why didn't he say the wages of sin was death because at this point christ had died and crossed because till today the payment for sin is death. He's not a man that he should lie, no 23. Not the son of man that he should change his mind, has he? You know, he's, he has not shifted standards, though. So. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shifted standards. The wages of sin is death. Exodus 21 and 22. Oh, I'm, I'm loving this. I should have done that thing at the beginning of the meeting so I can just sit and set one. Can I teach? Okay, look at this very interesting um, scripture from verse 22 to 25. If men fight and hurt a woman with child so that she gives birth prematurely, yet no harm follows, he shall surely be punished accordingly as the woman's husband imposes on him. He shall pay as the judges determine. But if any harm follows, then you shall give life For life, Mm -hmm. eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, go on, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Who is speaking? Who is speaking? God. Eye for eye tooth for tooth, wound for wound. How did you wound me? How many inches is it? Three inches. Oh yeah, bring your hand. <laughs> Debbie, where, any fashion design, bring tape. Measure it. Where's marker? Mark it. Close your eye. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, wound for wound, burn for bone, hand for hand, foot for foot, life for life. Wages of sin is death. So if you kill somebody, your own life will be demanded of you. Does that make sense? If your life was demanded of you, you can only walk free if another life is given for you. Do you understand what I've just said? The only way you can retain your life when what is due to be paid to you is death is that you trade your salary with somebody else who is willing and equipped to take your place. Tell your neighbor he swapped it. Do you understand what I've just said so far? So instantly he kicks in the, the concept of atonement. Right? Ezekiel 1820. I think. Scriptures that I don't even I didn't even write out here. Ezekiel 1820, I think it's 1820. Mm-hmm. this one again king james oh king jimmy mm-hmm. the soul that sineth <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 shall die the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him the soul that sineth to die. Like I said to you before, as you see in Romans 6, he didn't say the wages of sin was death. It said the wages of sin is death. That means God's standard has not changed. Don't forget num- Numbers 23. Are you following me now? He has, I'm giving you expo. He has not observed iniquity. He has not seen wickedness. That's why you are not dead. not because God is suddenly so cool. He's like, oh, just sin away. I love you. Listen, I am not mad at you at all. The gospel is all good news. He ain't got a bad side. You are reconciled to God. If Jesus takes a break for a second, you are dead. So if Jesus treated you the way you treated him, you don't stand a chance. If he treated you as lackadaisically as you treat him, you don't stand a chance. Your sins are forgiven because somebody took your place. Whether you know it, like it, believe it or not. You are alive because you died because God got out of the deal what was his the payment for sin death do you understand so you realize that God did not excuse your iniquity it's not exactly a debt that was cancelled it's a debt that was paid in full and then overpaid, and then some. Are you following me? So God is not dealing with us according to a different standard. What happened is that that standard of the soul that sinneth shall die, the wages of sin is death, was totally fulfilled in Christ. <laughs> do you understand it now so you sinned even by not sinning you had sinned You yes, yes, yes. a hopeless case so you didn't stand a chance even if you were absolutely without guile just by being born you were a sinner inherited sin original sin, imputed sin just by being born so the moment you were born you died and started to die because one who is born in sin is dead to God so you are giving human life bundled inside spiritual death Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, help me. Are, are you following what I'm saying? So, spiritually, you're dead because once you are in sin, you are dead to Christ. You are dead in sin, dead to Christ. Right? So, that's when we get born again, you are now dead to sin and alive in Christ. Does that make sense? So, the moment you were born naturally, you were born dead. You then started to live your process of dying. Yeah. So that at the end of the day you finish paying the full payment for sin, which is wages. So no good you ever did would have been recorded in your favor. Because you were born dead. Do you understand? There's no righteous works you did because guess who is trying to live right? A dead man walking. Guess who is trying to fast and pray? A dead man praying. Guess who is trying to give tithe because if you don't tithe, you go to hell. A dead man tithing guess who is trying to save the lost because he that saves a soul is wise and he that doesn't save a soul is foolish a dead man evangelizing dead so there is no way anything you could have ever done would accrue to life because you were born dead are you following me you were born Absolutely dead. And so once you were born dead, you now started to leave, L-I-V-E, the process of dying. Because the wages of sin, whether you collected it, whether you sinned it, whether you inherited it, the end result of sin is death. And that has not changed. So you are born dead. At the sum total of every works of righteousness you do, it's a dead man doing it. And God does not accept dead sacrifices. So I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Romans 12.1 1, that you present your bodies a what? Jesus. Now think about that statement for a bit, if, I, if you please. A sacrifice, at the time it is being sacrificed, is dead. No sacrifice starts off dead every sacrifice starts off from something that is living and in the course of the sacrifice dies hello how then if you check the english could you possibly be a living dead thing as the word sacrifice implies That you present your body as a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is dead. Godwin started alive, ended up dead. Hello? Dead. But Paul says, be a living. Then you understand why he says I die daily. I died yesterday and and today I die so what happens is every day you are living to God he's giving you life that you can kill and as you kill it sacrifice he gives you fresh life to kill he gives you fresh life so the life you are sacrificing is the life he is furnishing you with in order to be a living sacrifice But you're dead from inception so it doesn't matter what you do as a dead person you 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 are dead (laughs) do you understand that i'm not going to rush it for we know romans 8 romans 3 21 romans 3 21 put it up but now the righteousness of god apart from the law is revealed apart from the law because that law was synonymous with death Second Corinthians chapter 3 is it verse 7 or verse 8 somewhere there it calls it the ministry of death the law thank you Holy Spirit but if the ministry of death and this is referring to the law written and engraved on stones was glorious so the children of israel could not look steadily at the face of moses because of the glory of his countenance which glory was passing away keep going to verse 8 how will the ministry of this spirit not be more glorious romans 8 1 there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in christ jesus who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit verse 2 verse 2 for the law of the spirit of what life in christ jesus has made us free from the law of sin and so every work a person does of their own accord to be made right with god is just increasing the wage which is death Tell anybody don't bother. Don't bother. In DSTP, we will deal with covenants. I've always wanted to teach it a long time ago. The old covenant, the new covenant. You see how setting aside of the old covenant means that God did not just say, "You know what? I don't like this old covenant again." Let's remix. Shooka, 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 pop, pop. Let's let's jazz it up. You know what I mean? Remix. God is like one DJ, just spinning two decks. Old covenant, shooka, shooka, new covenant. Mm. Old covenant, new covenant. Uh, uh. Old covenant, new covenant. Covenant, Old covenant. <laughs> No. That the old covenant was set aside. Watch this. And this is just two or three lines. Means that its requirements. Stay with me. I'm the one teaching. Its requirements were fully fulfilled in Christ. Therefore, God doesn't need to hold you to it anymore. Because in its entirety, it is is fulfilled in christ do you understand that so when you go back and read any old testament scripture now you read it in the light of the finished work of christ if it applies we do it if it doesn't well praise god it's gone hebrews chapter 7 11 right through to 22 this is very very interesting stuff from verse 11 Therefore stay with me carefully. If perfection were through the Levitical priesthood. <clears throat> wow. Do I have your attention? Yes. Good. If perfection were through the Levitical priesthood for under it the people received the law. If perfection were under the of the Levitical priesthood what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek, and not be called according to the order of Aaron, who birthed Levitical priesthood. Keep going; it's a long read. For the priesthood being changed, of necessity there was also a change of the law. Mm-hmm. For he of whom these things are spoken, be- as Christ, belongs to another tribe from which no man has officiated at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident if in the likeness of melchizedek there arises another priest who has come not according to the law of a fleshly covenant but according to the power of an endless life keep going for he testifies you are for a priest forever according to the order of melchizedek for on the one hand there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. For if the law made nothing perfect, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near. To God. see verse 20 and inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath for they have become priests without an oath but he with an oath by him who said to him the Lord has sworn and will not relent you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek verse 22 by so much more Jesus has become the surety the guarantee of a better covenant NLT same verse it's 22 Stay there. and NL the verse 22. Because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. The message. Do we have that? This makes Jesus the guarantee of a far better way between us and God. One that really works. Skip to chapter 8 and let's go from verse 6 and 7. Chapter 8 and verse 6. But now he, Jesus, still talking about his priesthood, has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Verse 7. But if, for if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. See verse 13. Verse 13. In that he says, in new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old, as at their time, 2,000 years ago, was getting ready to vanish away in our time we can't find it, sir. <laughs> we can't find it because Christ fulfilled it in totality let me start to bring this home now Christ became my death Hmm? so all the payment I needed to receive somehow they reworked the payroll and when it was time to pay all the wages f- for my sin. Jesus picks his payroll. You know, a payroll comes before the salary. I don't know how it works in Nigeria. Yeah? Those of you that receive payrolls, it comes before the salary. was not what's there's another thing they give Pay sleep. And in Jesus' pay sleep or payroll is all the wages for my sin all the death and I check my pay sleep and brother I know what I worked so I know what I'm expecting the reason why you would challenge your employer is because you are calculating how many hours you are clocking in and clocking out and when the thing comes you're like no sir i worked for more than this of course you never tell them i worked for less than this my salary is too much reduce it you never say that you see your life you say no it's the blessing of the lord mm-hmm. make it rich let them catch you so you check your pay for you're like no, no 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 no, sir. But before you can even start to explain that what is on your pay slip is different, Satan has already come. But God, you 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 know that his pay slip is wrong. But you know that the wages soul that sinneth, it shall die. You know that the wages of sin is death. So you know that this guy is dead. You need to kill him. But what happened was the swap took place and somewhere between the work you did and the wages for the work an interception took place so he stepped in right in the nick of time and says no 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 lord swap it so all the work they've done that results in death give it to me i'll die their death and, and all the works of righteousness have done because he learned obedience by the things he suffered he wasn't obedient because he was god because on the earth he learned obedience dished out obedience listen you could not have been made righteous if jesus was not blameless as a man the righteousness of god does not just come from heaven Jesus God, as a man, lived a sinless human life as the new Adam, and therefore injected that possibility into you. Do you understand? It was the life of Jesus lived that gave you righteousness. Can any man live blameless before God? Yes, I can. I have. Okay, but that doesn't fix their problem. Oh, no, no, don't worry about that. They are dying in me and they are being born again from me. And once they are born from me because of what I did, they are. Does that make sense? Why did Jesus die? Because of you. He took, he took the wages for your sin. Why do you now live? Because of him. Because you took the wages for his obedience. Do you understand? He, oh, no, don't no, pay, pay me what they owe. I, I, and pay them what, what is mine. That was a swap. Because he died my death, I now have his life i'll finish this next week because i'm about to go into the next phase of it where you see us dying with him even though he died for us in his dying for us we still died with him and then we come alive and then we tie that in with the blood that he shed so, when you see blood in the the Bible, especially as regarding Christ, it's not referring to that red substance that poured on the floor. Right. Begin to ex- explore from Scripture where you see how it says the life of a, a being is in its blood, nefesh, soul. So, when Scripture is talking about blood, most times it's not talking about literal blood. That's when Nigerians get it mixed up. Because you think of Nigerian blood as blood of Jesus, as a talisman. You know, something you fetch and literally, in your mind, when you dip something in the blood, in your mind, you actually see it red. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see blood, red. Like dripping. But blood, in context of atonement, talks about life. So when Jesus shed his blood, he shed his life. Because the life of a being is in its blood. Does that make sense? So when you see he shed his blood, he paid with his blood. It's, it's not as though God is some bloodthirsty, you know, deity that needs to see red blood poured like you see in Nigerian movies. You know, blood all over the altar, dirty, and God is like, Yeah, I am satisfied now. I can see blood. You know, I'm put red light. it is it is finished (laughs) see blood and yeah god has now seen blood and so now he's rough he's satisfied then god just becomes thanos but it's not physical literal blood to be honest with you, I don't know if I should say this, or oh, hey, Fred, uncle, the physical blood of Jesus was absolutely inconsequential in the finished work. The physical blood of Jesus was absolutely inconsequential in the finished work. What the blood represented is the crux of the matter. Leave the blood he shed. What's that? The moment you understand this, you understand why we tell you you can't plead no blood. There's no blood for you to plead. You can't invoke no blood. Leave the blood alone. think about it. If the physical blood of Jesus mattered, stay with me, I'm closing. I'm just starting this teaching, but we'll close. If the physical blood of Jesus mattered, why didn't God send a big basin under the cross to fetch the remaining blood? Because they would have started collecting the blood from Pilate's palace. In fact, from the chief priest's place where they start beating him somebody would have been following jesus collecting every single drop of blood because it is this blood that is paying the price for our sin so please as you kind of cross flog him wait wait wait, wait. let me catch it let me let me catch this blood We can't afford for any of this blood to waste because if one drop of blood represents 200,000 liters of sin, it means that if a blood drops on the floor, there is some people's sin, past, present, or future, that might not be forgiven. So don't waste the blood. Catch it, fetch it. Don't let the blood drop on the floor. Don't waste the blood but God lets all the blood pour doesn't catch it and yet your sins are forgiven it's not the physical blood sir. now Pentecostal people would not like what I just said and it's understandable but let God be true I mean you can't refute this if it was physical blood why didn't he take it or somehow when the blood was pouring on the floor God was miraculously collecting it at that point you contradict yourself because if he miraculously collected something then it means he collected it virtually and not literally it means he collected the blood virtually and not literally and you have just made my point same difference (laughs) same difference Blood, nephesh, signifies life. Essence. So when he says the blood of Jesus, it means the life form, the essence of who he is was poured out in exchange for your nonsense life that was death. And when he was done, he gave you his life. Kneeled yours to the cross. Rose up without it you then rose up with him in his life he swapped it can we give him praise tonight i have to stop here for sake of time it's not a time for you to leave stay with me two more minutes listen to this crucially this is what Paul means in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when he says if any man verse 17 I believe if any man be in Christ he is a new creature that's why being born again doesn't mean give your life to Christ because you were born dead you have no life to give Christ Are you hearing what I'm saying yes, They deceived you for too long give your which life are you giving Christ You have no life. You were dead. You who were dead in trespasses, he has quickened. You have no life to give give you if you like to give your life to Christ. No, you have no natural raw ingredients to give God as part of the salvation plan. He didn't take anything you had. He didn't need anything you had. You had nothing of worth if any man be in christ a new creature all things are passed away behold everything is made new that means that everything you have gone through in your life of death doesn't exist in god's life anymore so start to live the real life are you hearing what i'm saying You've gone through stuff, you've gone through abuse, you've gone through addictions, you've gone through rejections, you've grown up without a father, you've grown up without a mother, you've grown up without the the basic necessities of life. All of that ain't got nothing on what Christ did. Once you discover it, you start to live his life. That's when you start to live your life. And somebody says, what if it happened to me as a believer? No, you didn't understand the fullness of what he had done. Now that you understand the fullness of what he had done. He ain't got no hold on you anymore. Even if it happened yesterday. Because before it happened, it had been paid for. Before it happened, it had been paid for. So all of a sudden, perspective starts to return into your life. You start to realize I'm living the life of Christ. And it doesn't matter what you have done to me or what you do to me or what you are going to do to me. The life I'm spending is inexhaustible it's the life of Christ it's a superior life and then you stop being afraid of death because they can't kill you why are you afraid of death when two things when one you are dead and two the life you have is not yours because you are dead you are dead the day you were born so you are a dead man walking spending Christ's life so spend it it doesn't run out It's inexhaustible. Spend it unapologetically. You see that life of Christ doesn't need school to thrive. That life of Christ doesn't need a boyfriend. To thrive it doesn't need the validation of a girl to thrive it doesn't need a fat paycheck to thrive it doesn't need to travel the world to thrive are you listening to what i'm saying it doesn't need the fine things of life by human standards to thrive it is the purest finest most robust most fulfilling life that could ever be without needing any human stimulus you don't need to improve on it that's why i have a problem with revival meetings what are you reviving The life of Christ needs revival. The life, it is your dead life that you are reviving. That's why you hold a revival meeting. It's your dead life you are trying to feed. That's why you stay off movies. It's your dead life you are trying to stay, keep right. That's why you avoid doing certain things. And all of that, the payment is death. So give up already. But once you understand that, the life you live, Galatians 2.21, put it up. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Once you understand that, you understand that the quality of the life of Christ cannot be degraded and cannot be improved upon. I told you I wasn't done. I'm just trying to close haven't taught it i've been crucified with christ it's no longer I either live but christ that lives in me keep going and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me i live a different life entirely in christ i mean my accent may not have changed my weight may not have changed where i walk may not have changed i may not necessarily have moved house listen being born again is not about improving your life come to Christ all your worries will evaporate oh no no sir in this life you will have many troubles Jesus said it brace up come to tall joy when you go through diverse temptations brace up for I am convinced that neither life or death or sickness or peril or famine or sword brace up we are pressed but not crushed persecuted not abandoned struck down but not brace up Life is gonna be rough yeah. but be of good cheer I have overcome the world yeah. you're oh, you are broke you are broke just come to Jesus you need a husband come to Jesus so we have a lot of disappointed Christians who gamble bought a card to gamble in the game of Jesus and lost I don't want to close this thing, but I I have to. Do you understand what I just said? You bought scratch card. You chose numbers. What do you want? Husband, wife, business, school, scholarship. Just come to the Lord. And you played the lotto. You played the card. You paid your tithe. You paid first fruit. You served in a department. You looked after pastor's children. You swept the church. You did everything. Poured yourself in. You played all the numbers. 24 hour miracle, you gave a seed. Seven day miracle, you gave a seed. 24, 21 days miracle, you gave a seed. First fruit for the first quarter, you gave a seed. First fruit for the second quarter, you gave a seed. You play all the numbers and you don't win. Because people are taking advantage of your dead life that heaven does not respond to you keep trying to improve upon but you are dead heaven doesn't see it all the payment you get for that is death and Jesus took it so you don't need to revive the life of Christ you need to revive the Holy Spirit he passed out and then you call me a blasphemer It, it, it baffles me he used to annoy me before now it makes me laugh how we we interpret heresy. It it baffles me. It interests me. That me telling you that life of Christ cannot be degraded. Because for something to be revived, it means it ran down on value. If your tank is full, you don't go to the petrol station. What do you go to do? So somehow the Jesus that you have it's the Jesus that can go down and go to reserve. And so you need an evangelist or a prophet or prophetess to top up that life. It is your dead life they are servicing. And the wages of that is death. It's your dead life. So you struggle with it. You do something for so long and then after a while you relapse. Yeah. Because there's no grace to sustain anything good you do in your dead life i repeat there is no grace to sustain anything good you do in your dead life you are doing it good you are doing it in the name of the lord but because it's coming from a life that is not acceptable in his sight grace does not avail itself to sustain it so after a while you burn out because you're not running on grace you're running on works for grace to kick into your life, and let me just close this here so next week I can go into the next exchange. For grace to kick into your life, you must decline the wages that you deserve. For grace to kick in, you must fully, Romans 4, right? We read it earlier. About, about, about. Can you bear with me? I'm closing this. I'm done. I just I don't want I don't want to pick this up next week. I want to finish this and move on to the next exchange next week. Romans four, verse four. Now to him who works, put put up the NLT. NLT. Wow, eight thirty. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. Keep going. Keep going. But people are counted as righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God, who forgives sinners. So you must decline the wages. you must tell God and you know what God no I'm not working to earn this because I know that at the end of the day all I 'm going to get is death so so you know what God um no, I I, I I take the pay that he paid. Because if you are trying to earn it, you will pay. And you will pay with your life. But if you receive it as a gift, it's no longer a wage. And that's why the free gift, Romans 6.23, you see, we start with the bad news and end with the good news from the same verse. Romans 6.23, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin you see the journey i took you on is death but the what kind of gift i told you on two weeks ago or three weeks ago at the more sessions you were not there fred and takim and the others i said this ipad is worth a thousand pounds yeah this is an ipad pro 12 inch second generation it's a thousand pounds and i send it to you Caleb. i trust that you can give it back to me because (laughs) it's your birthday. I now send this thing to Caleb worth a thousand pounds. That's about 470,000 naira. I send it to Caleb as a birthday gift. And when Ms. Logistics delivers it to Caleb, we say to Caleb, sorry sir it's worth a thousand pounds but you have to pay 2,000 naira for delivery. At that point, it ceases to become a gift. Now, but you are happy more than happy to pay two grand for a gift that is worth 500000 And for you, $2,000 is noth- nothing. So you mean all I need to do to get a husband is to join a department? That's not much. All I need to do to get pregnant is just to sow a seed? That's not much. All I need to do to enter heaven is to pay my tithe? I mean, that's not much. Just 10% of my income. At the moment you do even the littlest of works it ceases to be a gift. It becomes a wage. Now you don't mind, you're like, no, it's okay now, it's five, 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 8 thousand, because of your Nigerian head. Two thousand, three thousand, even 10,000. I'm happy to pay that to receive my thing. And that's why a lot of you in Nigeria get scammed by 4 ers There's $70,000 that one widow died and left. Give me my airport. $70,000, that $1 million, that one widow in America died and left. Her husband was a captain in the United Navy SEALs. We need to transport that money to Nigeria. I'm looking for business partners. But in order to unlock it, you need to pay $7 naira. That's how 419 works. That's the standard model. And here you go, wait, $70 million seven million naira. you can sell your father's house you sell your own, your landlord's business you will sell every you because all you have seen is seven million naira to unlock 70 million dollars of which 20 percent or 30 percent is yours you do you you failed mass from nursery school to university but that kind of mass you calculate it in 10 seconds 20 percent of 70 million dollars equals to drrr, bam, no. Good deal. Suddenly you realize you failed mass not because you were dumb but because you had no interest. That's right. Because the moment interest came you got the figures right. Yes. 20 20 plus 20. So I don't know the answer. 20 plus 20. I don't know the answer. He failed the test. They went and brought his father. Say, your, your son does not understand 20 20. He said, if I call it 20 20 plus 20, I don't know. 20 plus 20. The father said, Ah, I know what's going on. Chuku 20 naira 20. I said, Baba, it's 40 Nara now. So all we needed to do was analyze the maths. Papa, it's 40 naira now. But 20 plus 20, Papa, I don't know the answer. And you are happy to trade a little work. A little, it's okay. Let's pay small now. So when we give you something, and and you say, how much is it worth? 500,000 naira. What do I need to do? Nothing. Do I need to insure it? It's insured. Do I need to preserve it? It's preserved. Do I need to protect it? It's protected. Do I need to pay for its delivery? It's delivered. And all you need to do is just receive it. Yes, sir. Just receive it. Decline the wage. Accept the gift. Tell your neighbor that. Decline the wage. Tell the other person, decline the wage who is determining to accept the gift tonight just accept the gift it's paid for it's fully paid for it's fully paid for that's a swap there's nothing you do it's paid for totally paid for your past ain't got nothing on it your history ain't got nothing on it your works ain't got nothing on it your your, your performance ain't got nothing on it your endeavors ain't got nothing on it your failures ain't got nothing on it it's paid for in full so listen to me as we close if anybody comes to you after today and tells you it is free but they are antichrist they are antichrist anybody anybody says you must do this you must do that they are antichrist what Christ did was done in full he left nothing else out that's why it is called a finished work it's done don't let anybody who'd wink you I don't care if I'm preaching to an empty room this is the gospel anybody attaches works to it anybody and I don't care who you are if you don't pay tithes, you are not going to go to heaven that's the spirit of the antichrist I don't care who, who, who he used I don't care who he used you, pay, you have to pay small delivery charge small just top up the petrol a little, ah, well of course yeah, no problem now, prophet. I can do that no. He's fully paid for. Fully. Decline the wage. Accept the gift. And as you do that you can give God praise right now. Yeah. I think we got there in the end. But it's just in his death. But a free gift. Yeah. I am come that they might have life And have it more abundantly I am crucified with Christ Nevertheless I live Yet not I that live But Christ that lives In me you are spending the life of Christ Amen Oh Lord Ah holy spirit unpack this in the heart of that person and i I feel it's like such a weight in my spirit i i feel like I, i need to teach it a couple more hours so that it but holy spirit as we go tonight unpack it in the heart of that person unpack it in ways that only you can let it come alive in that person's spirit and they understand that they have your life and we thank you for it lord can we just pray in the spirit for a few seconds everybody come on just there's such such an atmosphere just pray in the spirit (laughs) malados Thank you for the swap of your life for my death. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at thebasiliacommission.org or visit our social media platforms.